Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Culture Contrarian, Ryan Miller. Welcome, I hope you've had a great day. Um, I'm broadcasting this evening after a rather active, active day. And I, one of the things that I, I shared in one of my communications is that I, I don't function in a vacuum. My mind is just so expansive that there's a lot of things that I'm processing. And, and when I get into, when I refer to the black prickly objects in my mind map, and I'm rec- wrestling with the difficult decision, I don't do that in isolation. I, I take as much information as I can and put it before people that I know, like, trust, and love, and honor, and respect. And I said, this is what I'm wrestling with. And one of those most critical people is my wife because she knows me intimately, and she knows the way I process information, and she knows my heart. Now, I'm pretty, I'm pretty far out there putting my heart on the line, and honestly, I'm okay with my heart getting injured um, it's, it's just part of life's experience. Without that pain, I can't understand true love. It's like I was speaking to, to someone else. You, the opposite of love is apathy. It's not hate. But understanding the, the, the true attribute of God manifest in wrath gives us the context for the majesty and completeness of his love. So I, I need to understand that the, the fullness of what wrath is to truly have a, a, a taste a sampling of God's love. So understanding this is a huge sweep between wrath and love, that I want to be sacrificial in who I am to grow, to approach the the, the, the agape love that God demonstrates with me. Grace is unmerited favor. So I had a very difficult personal situation and I brought it to the people, and I was seeking their counsel and long conversations, and I love them for that, and it was incredibly, incredibly helpful. But as I wrestled this all down, it, it really came into the core reason I set up my PMA, my Private Membership Association. But before I get into that, if you go back into my history, let's say five, seven, ten years ago, when I was lurking, leading to teach parents how to keep their kids safe online and knowing the depth and breadth of the dangers, the risks, the threats, the permanence of the digital footprint that we leave online. And we put this incredibly expensive piece of electronics in the kids' hands like the keys of a Bugatti and say, you're going to be safe, all well knowing that the world is not safe on that digital device. But there's a power struggle in in the, the relationship that you want to honor and trust and allow that kid to explore, but it's like putting them in a playground without a fence. Any predator can come in there. Fences are to keep the predators out. So put up a fence. And the further the fence is away from the playground, they're still going to stay by the playground, but occasionally they'll wander and you have to bring them back in. But no fence means the intruders come in. So uh, my mission was to educate, equip parents to help keep their kids safe from the evil that is online, the digital permanence, the scars, the bullying, the shaming, the photos. There's memes all over the place and the emojis mean something in their communication world and the parents don't have the, the thesaurus or the dictionary to, 
to tease through what those mean. What's a piece of pizza mean? What's what's that mean, folks? What's a, what's a slice of pizza, pizza emoji mean? You don't know. And I want to tell you, but you really don't want to know. So my goal was to help those parents before their kids got in trouble, where they're having to spend money for an attorney, or worse, that the kid jumps out of a window. And if you've heard me talk before and you've seen my live streams, that's real, man. I had to abandon that mission because I was dealing with too many suicides on a weekly basis. I had to walk away. Parents would call me after the fact and email me after. And what happened? I'm like, I just look at their social media, man. Just look at their social media. Go look at their YouTube channel. Go look at their Twitch channel. What's Twitch? You don't know your kids on Twitch? So my goal was to help the parents in their relationship with their kids, and that was an abysmal failure, and I had to walk away. So I thought, man, maybe I could do something to help the adults because the adults should hopefully have more in it to help themselves, and over time they could help their kids. But I did this PMA to help parents learn what it meant to be free so you can model freedom for the next generation, the legacy behind. The schools aren't going to do it. So the primary focus of my PMA is to slow walk you and retrain thinking away from things that you think to be true and bring them in the stark contrast of a red pill as to what really is true. There's so much that you know is real in the outside world, but for some reason you don't live under in, in accepting that real. It's like a, it's delusional that it's not going to happen to me. And then when it happens to you, you're angry at the other people as opposed to you having that knowledge and you rebelled and taking action on that knowledge. So the very first thing I want to take people through in the PMA is the importance of privacy. Now, people that want to consume my material and think that you've got it, that you can take my ebooks, read it, and go out and cast your mission to the world, I'm going to say, good luck with that. Because the, the retaliation's real. And the first thing I've asked people to do, which unbelievably is a big hurdle, is the first thing you need to do is to get a secure and encrypted email. Get off of freaking Yahoo, Hotmail, Gmail, AOL mail, whatever it is. If you don't have secure and encrypted email, every piece of information you put on that email is not in your custody. Every email on a Gmail account is logged in this wonderful database in Salt Lake City. And every attachment that comes into that email is in that database as well. So you raised your hand and said, anything I say on this email, those entities have access to. And they will decode it and they will parse it and they will put it through Cambridge Analytica. And you don't know what happens behind that wall. And you wonder why identity theft's an issue. Because you put your identity in a platform that you believe you trust with no reason to... So, like, you you wonder why you're, you're thinking about something. You're thinking about, oh, man, 
if we lose electricity during the winter, we're probably going to need a generator. You know, you didn't say that out loud, but you were thinking about it. Then all of a sudden, amazingly, up in your timeline, something happens to pop up as an ad for a Kohler generator on sale at Lowe's or Home Depot, and you're like freaked out. How did they know what you were thinking? It's called AI. It's called machine-to-machine learning. It's called Cambridge Analytica and many others. So I want to talk about privacy as your own vault to start being free so you can talk to people like me who is not going to talk on the open mic, who's not going to talk on the cell phone and say certain things because I know that will be dangerous to me personally and you need to take care of your, what's dangerous for you. If you say certain things on to me on an open cell line, I'm going to hang up. I was sharing with someone that I used to broadcast on Periscope and I was a very visible user on Periscope. But when I went on to broadcast every time live, which is their platform, it was a partnership with Twitter, it's their platform. I put on my screen my rules for broadcast. And I would say, listen, I just want you to know coming into my broadcast who I am. My name is Ryan, I'm the founder of Parent Dome. I want you to be aware that this is a lecture that I am here to lecture to you and that you may communicate through your little text board and send me comments, but depending upon the speed of the comments or how it relates to what I'm talking about now is I reserve the right to respond or not to respond. And I'm going to say, if you are going to comment, please stay on topic. Now, because my messaging is geared for adults and minor children, I'm going to respectfully request that you refrain from using any profanity. I understand. I'm not offended by those words. Occasionally, they come out of my mouth. But please refrain from using vulgarity in my broadcast. If you do it, I will look at the context of it, and I'll just issue a warning. But three strikes, you're gone, and I block you. And I say it, it is mandatory in my broadcast that you never, ever put in text any three-letter federal agency in my broadcast. You just don't do it. You do it, it's an immediate block, instant block. I do that for myself, but it's a lesson to you to know you shouldn't be doing that. There's a reason I'm telling you not to do it. It's my selfish reason, but there's a reason I'm telling you not to do it because you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what bullseye you're painting on your back or when that bullseye may have target practice on it. So when I talk about privacy, I'm talking about first step is getting an email that's secure. But then I have an entire lesson ses- session, the very first session of lessons. Yeah, you can get my ebook and you can read my ebook, but I'm going to say you need to take this lesson first. Before you attempt to even apply anything that you get in that ebook, you need that privacy lesson under your belt. And yeah, Unfortunately, there's some technological purchases that you need to make or subscribe to, such as a VPN, become familiar with Tor. Those are important because the messaging which I talk about, I'll put it in writing and I'll put it in my eBooks and I'll put it in lessons behind a secure, private, encrypted gateway. And those people that are coming into my PMA, you need to hear my voice on the first priority is being private. 
Now, if you've just come in and you're just consuming and you just want to, oh, I'm going to test this out, I'm going to try this, and you bypass the prop, the privacy, you're violating my trust. You're violating the security and the reason that I set up this PMA is to keep everyone safe and, and to grow as a community. And you guys form your own teams with the knowledge that I share. But I haven't raised up anyone to be a repeater of my voice. I haven't raised up anybody to be an amplifier of my voice. What I'm hoping I raise up are people that are an invitation to listen to my voice and to enter into the PMA and consume at your own pace and engage with other people that are on a path. There's very few people that have consumed as much as I have produced. And even at that maximum consumption, even repeatedly consuming it, they would admit that they are not prepared to go out and rebroadcast my message because they know the dangers. And they're able to apply it for themselves? Absolutely. They can seize it and do it for themselves personally, for the family, to help secure their husband, their wife, their children. But to be able to go to their next-door neighbor and start this conversation, I bet you they've... They, they would be fear and, fearful and trembling for that awesome responsibility. I can't make anybody do anything. But the one thing I can do is I can point out that this is dangerous, folks. Your kid holding that smartphone has always been dangerous and it doesn't get any less dangerous. Be honest about it. If your child is on that phone two hours a day, how many minutes a day are you looking at what they did over that two hours? So you're assuming two hours is fine times five, dot, five days a week. That's 10 hours. And how much time over 10 hours have you had eyes on what that kid is doing? What's their history look like? What is their text strings? What images have been shared? What images have vaporized on Snapchat? Talking behavior modification, it's a paradigm shift. And I don't want to sound doom and gloom at all, not at all, because I thoroughly enjoy where I live and I reside, and being free is work. It is total work. But once, once I've established that behavior, it's rote. It's repetition over and over again. Sometimes I use different words. Sometimes my emotions are different, but the pattern's established. It's routine. I'm not expecting anyone to know they even have a routine now, but be open to the possibility that based upon learning the way things are, based upon the Supreme Court, the Constitution, the laws of the Commonwealth, is different than what you claim them to be. I often say the people that come to me in disagreement are coming to me from disagreement, not from source material. If you're if you're in a journalism major and, and you want to cite a primary source, you have to go to the primary source. When I was talking, and you're going to meet him soon in our broadcast in an interview, is when I was talking to Adam, and you hear people offering offering commentary on their opinion of what happened in Obama's Affordable Care Act. And I said, if someone were to offer their opinion, the first thing I would want to clarify: what is your primary source material? 
What is your primary source reference that actually got into that legislation and read it? Because are you listening to the news? Well, did the news broadcaster read it, or is he reading from a teleprompter? Well, he's reading from a teleprompter. So the person that's typing it into the teleprompter, did they read that document? No. Had somebody even read an abstract of that document? No. The congressmen are writing legislation that they themselves can't have the time to read. So they don't even know what they're voting on. And they have the latitude to do that because we've given them that latitude and there's no check and balance over the fourth branch of government. The fourth branch of the government is we the people. And we the people are passive. We won't demand that those votes not go, those those bills not go into the floor at 3 o'clock in the morning and they need to be voted on. Give the people the time to read it. Give it to us to read so we can offer commentary, so we can advise our elected officials and hold them accountable to it. Now, will you read the Obamacare Act? Absolutely not. Got too many sports things that you need to shuttle your children to. And you need to rely upon a person like me who's going to read that material. And that you have to have enough of a relationship and trust in me that I'm going to give the, the, the elevator pitch of my actual reading of that document. And if you're going to disagree with me, all right, I'm going to go back to the source. I'm going to verify. I'm going to say, ah, you're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the source. It's like when I'm making these Supreme Court precedent references such as Murdoch versus Pennsylvania, Graham versus Connor, Frazier versus Cobb, Terry v. Ohio, on and on and on and on. I've read them. I've listened to the arguments. I've studied them. And that I'm giving you a Reader's Digest um, humor and uniform kind of response to what I have consumed over hours, many hours. And when I'm reading the documents that I edited are two, four, eight hundred pages long, I will, you can disagree with my presentation. I'm going to go back, so you're not arguing with me, and I'll bring up the source and read through the source. And maybe I didn't represent it in a way that was easy for you to understand, but that was my way to translate it for you, 800 pages worth of stuff. So, my PMA is a living, breathing group of people that have a level of trust in me that I have demonstrated through them, through consistency. You go back through my history on my YouTube, through my, you're going to find the theme is consistent all the way through because I stand on the foundation which is godly. And I submit to correction and accountability and transparency by me being transparent and accountable. I came, I had to wrestle down a tough decision. And I said, I went to my, the people that I, that I hold me accountable. I went to my wife and I digested it to her, downloaded it to her, pardon me, I didn't digest it for her, downloaded it to her, gave her the context. She had much better context than anybody because she's been with me for so long and know these relationships and said, that's time to go, time to go. Exit lovingly. Amen. Amen, my sister. Amen. Then I brought it inside my PMA. I said, you guys need to see this. You need to see how I communicate. And I want to be consistent to who I am, my heart, raw and all. And you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And they gave me thumbs up with commentary. Said you're on the right path. Like, cool. Thank you, guys. Love you so much. 
and I was sharing with one person particularly why why this is a tension issue for me. And it, it's a black prickly object with a thread connecting it to my core. And she said, cut the thread. And I said, yeah, I'm not willing to cut the thread, but I'm willing to make it transparent. To me that there's, from my body to all these things that are operating in my mind, when it's a negative thing, I see this big oblong prickly sea urchin out in the distance. And as it, as it increases intensity, it gets larger and it gets closer. And sometimes I try to put objects in between that prickly object and myself, which is ways to keep it away, to block it, soft to take the pricklies away. But that thread was continuous. It was a black thread. could see it. <clears throat> My wife was cut the thread because she knows cutting the thread for me means that black prickly object flows out into outer space and it's no longer a problem. It may come floating back to me in the future, future time unknown, it may spin a web down to me to attach to me and then create that, that, that tether again. And that tether will have another visual image to me, whether it's a green image or blue or red or yellow. Those mean things to me. But my decision was that I'm not going to cut the thread. I'm going to make it translucent. And the translucent thing means it, I know it's there. I see it. I don't need to look and establish a color for it because it's translucent. It's clear. It's the color clear. <laughs> I know it's there, but I can't see it. And to me, that means not going to look. So if I look, now all of a sudden there's a color emerges. I don't need to look. I don't need to sever, remove, cut, block, whatever you want to put in there to that black prickly object. There's still an attachment. It's just translucent. I just don't need to see it. And the reason that is really important, it goes back to the core point of my PMA, is that privacy is so important. It's important for the safety of those inside the PMA to learn the importance of the privacy as they consume the more material. This is the first lesson out of the hopper. You can read the ebook. The first lessons are on privacy. And then, then you can stretch and grow beyond beyond there so i i felt moved that i needed to bring this to the general audience of people listening to me i am not the run-of-the-mill average person that you run into i i'm I'll, I'll tell you from the myers-briggs personality type i'm, I'm an estj extreme in each of those ESTJ not moderate anyway but I also have another three letters that I put after that to bring clarity and it's OPD and OPD has everything to do with my inability to step out of my own mind in my words and connect with people in a way that's easily connectable it's like I need interpreters. And I'm okay having interpreters and I'm having people, I'm totally fine people saying, stop, I don't understand what you say. Can you say that in a different way? That is not offensive to me. Actually, that's very refreshing to me. That's because where I am is a very lonely place because there's very few people 
that can attend to much of what I say in a broad sweeping area and I enjoy when I find those people but I don't want to be alone and not be able to connect with everybody and if I'm not connecting with you that's my failure and help me meet you where you are and you telling me I don't understand what you're saying that's not a shortcoming of you that's a shortcoming of me don't look at it as a deficiency on your part this is a problem that I have and I own it so the OPD stands for obnoxious personality disorder because people will attribute me as being obnoxious and and high and mighty and lofty and pompous and and all of these negative things which would encapsulate the word obnoxious i don't want to be obnoxious i want people to help me give to me feedback and say i don't get what you're saying i'm like ah amen I've humbly admitted that I cannot edit a single document. I can't do it. It's not that I don't have the discipline that I can change my there, 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 theirs and put apostrophes and change E's and I's and R's. I can do that. I can put commas and I can put apostrophes before an S and after an S. I know how to do that too. But there's a massive disconnect when my fingers are going and I'm flowing. My friends know that I produce. That's one thing I do. I produce. And that when I have finished my stream of consciousness out of my fingers, I don't look at my keyboard. I'm looking at another screen or I'm looking somewhere else as I'm typing and it's just going. And when I am completed and I go back to look at that document, I'm like, I can't come back in here. I can't come back in here because my mind is in a different part of my map. And the map that I was downloading right then when I was typing was a critical part of my map that drove me to produce. And that if I were to venture in again, I'm, I would be redoing a different map. And the redone map is often worse than the first map. So when I produced that document the first time, as, a, as abominable it is, I, I couldn't tell you what it would look like if I were to edit it because it would be way, way worse, meaning comprehension-wise, because I would be choosing new words to create greater emphasis to the points that I'm trying to make. And as Adam said in my little three-minute speech, he's like, man, there's so much meat in that three minutes that people are not going to be able to understand that there's actual meat in all of that. And that's what I tried to do last night is break apart some of that meat. So I wanted to get this out in humble appreciation and recognition for, for my friends in the PMA, um, Private Membership Association. Sorry, Adam, acronyms. Um, for those people in there that provided me loving counsel and those that spent the hours on the phone with me and and teasing through my mental challenges. Honestly, it's, it's, it's a therapy session and people loved me through it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to argue to win a point. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be provide as much context as to the reason I come to the decisions that I do, but I'm open to being told that that's a wrong decision and these are the reasons why. And then I have to see, does that make sense? Or is there some more information I can add to bring more context to where I am? So I'm thankful for that. So 
If you are new to me and you came out of here out of the blue, I say thank you for joining the podcast. I, I invite you to join me on the other social channels out in public. There's some on Facebook at Cultural Contrarian on Facebook. Uh, they're in the liner notes. I, I have a YouTube channel. I invite you to go to culturecontrarian.org and get the free ebook. I don't ask for anything, just an email to send it to you. And that's Love Thy Neighbor. And some people, I've, I've thrown another one out there. It's A Delusion of Freedom. It's a really powerful book, ebook. Um, but I'm going to say that coming into the PMA, if you, if you get sticker shock, I'm sorry you got sticker shock. But to me, it's not about the money. It's about the commitment and understanding of why the PMA was created. And if you read the PMA agreement, which I encourage you to do, read why I created this enterprise. Download that agreement. Read through it. Get more familiar and comfortable with me. I'm not asking you to, to, to download and join tomorrow. I'm not asking people to join. I'm trying to give you enough information out there through my through my podcast and through social media that you go, wow, this guy's got something. And I, I, I can't see, I can't connect all the dots. Let me, let me attend a little bit longer. And maybe it'll take you nine months, a year to listen to me and to consume my stuff before you make a decision to come into the PMA. That's fine. When I started this PMA, my membership was very low. The fee was very low. But as the time moved along, more and more has been added. And when you add more things, it has more value. So the price increases. So the price it is now is not where it's going to remain. It's not going to remain there by any stretch of the imagination because there's so much behind it. When I have a result with the lawsuit and I want to put the exhibit list in public, that's a quarter million dollar value in effort in creating that exhibit list. You're not going to pay a quarter million dollars for anything. But that's the value behind it. But that's part of this membership that I will be over time saying, members, you want this, it's this price. If you're not a member, you can still have it, but it's this price. And I'll take, I'll take care of my members as I always do and I always have. And I always will. You're grandfathered. You came in at a bargain. And the price point now, if that's a, an obstacle for you and you've consumed me, then have a conversation with me. Because I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the commitment. I'm here for the relationship and I'm here for the guidance. And if that price hurts you, tell me what you've done thus far. What what if what have you did you just hear me and you heard one podcast? Well, all right, maybe maybe come back to me in a little bit. Come back to me in a little bit after you've you've listened to, to some more of what I've had to say. It's not that's not a huge investment. Consume my free stuff and then come back and then we can negotiate as to what, what your financial concerns are. And I'm not an unreasonable guy. Not at all. I believe that I am. I live in Pennsylvania. One of the, the biggest quick serve rest, quick serve markets around here is called Wawa, and I go to Wawa every day, every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So I have a Wawa habit. Would I be willing to give up one of my habits at Wawa one day a week to do something to consume something that I'm providing? I have. I've made that decision. There are people 
that I have modified my habits because I want their material and I valued it. So I made a, I made a compromise, made a trade-off because I valued what they have. Now, th- this is, I'm not making any suggestions. I'm just saying, if you want to come in and you have concerns and issues, I don't want to take baby formula out of your baby's mouth. That's not it at all. I have no interest in doing that. But there is, there is reasonableness based upon what I believe I provide as value. And um, it's not free. Sorry about that. The free is on Facebook. The free is on this podcast. The free is on YouTube. The free is on TikTok. And there's volumes of free. There's hundreds of hours of video for free. So you could, can, can, what I put in the free market is out, outside of context and it doesn't have nearly the depth in the, in the PMA. And if you take that and you, and you shotgun it on, try it on your own, I've got no, I've got no skin in the game. That's, that's your own roulette. But if you want to be safe in doing the things that I say, come talk. I'll, I'll keep you safe. I'll give, I'll, let me rephrase that. I'll give you the tools for you to make the decisions about what degree of safety you desire in your path of exercising freedom. So I'm going to wrap it up. Again, this is Modern Babylon, Cultural Contrarian. My name is Ryan Miller. Check out my social medias and As for all messages, put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Have a good night.